You're listening to Permission to Shine, the podcast by Sharice Bisram. The Oxford Dictionary describes permission as the action of officially allowing someone to do a particular thing, consent, authorization. What if you were that someone and you gave yourself the permission to be everything you wanted to be and more? No more playing small and accepting less than. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, regardless of what it is that you've been through. And honestly, it's exactly what you've been through that has shaped you into the version of yourself that you are now. Like a diamond, you've endured so much, but instead of breaking, you've become stronger and brighter. And if that's not a reason to shine, then I don't know what is. And if nature can do it, then why the hell can't you? You are brave, you are strong, you are powerful and you are enough. Hear my call and give yourself the permission to shine because you don't realise how many people are inspired by your light. Like, share, follow, subscribe and listen out for more. Stay tuned. Okay, amazing. We are back. This is episode nine. And I'm so excited to have um, the lovely Raven Scott here. And she is a spiritual mentor and a human design reader as well. For those of you that do not have any idea what that is, we will dive into it. But I had the absolute honor of meeting Raven as being a guest on her show. So it was only fair that I returned the favor and instantly I was just taken in by your energy, by your presence. You have such a calm, beautiful openness to you. And I think in a world where we are all so busy living and, you know, powering through everything, it's just always nice to meet people that are a breath of fresh fresh air. So um, thank you for coming on. And yeah, if you want to just dive in a little bit deeper about your title, what it is you do, who you are. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And I really, really enjoyed you on the show. It was, it was amazing. I mean, you shared how empaths can find their superpowers through their passions. And I think I remember mentioning to you in the email very before I was producing it, I was like, I can't get enough of this episode. Like when I'm editing it, I was like, I had a whole page of notes. Like it's a must listen. Like you're such a beautiful guest. So I really appreciate you you. being on the show. Yeah. Yeah, so I am the host of Empath and the Narcissist. It is a show that helps empaths heal spiritually from narcissistic abuse. And we dive into we heal with human design. So I pair it together. And for a long time, I resisted it. I mean, even though I I did also write a book called Empath and the Narcissist. And the very last chapter, I did something about human design. I was like, let me just sneak this in. Not really sure how it integrated. And then as the more that I was evolving and learning myself and applying human design to my life and my healing journey, I realized it goes so well together. It's like peanut butter and jelly, but you don't even realize it. It's just, if you're always thinking that you are what you're conditioned or you are what the narcissist or anybody says in your life, then you're just out of alignment. You're confused, you're lost. And when I found human design, it helped me really understand like who I truly was, like not just me as a person on earth, like me at my soul's core and, and who, like what I'm here for and what are my major themes of energy. And it's just, I mean, I get so passionate about it. I love it. It's just such an amazing tool to help you know who you uniquely are. Yeah. I I love it too. And you know, for anyone that's listening um, obviously, Raven, you'll go into a bit more detail about what it is exactly. But 
for yeah. me, I was using astrology almost to find my way in that sense, you know, and yeah. also just spiritual practice. Too. And then yeah. when I found out about human design, I was still mind blown by it. And I'm still very an amateur in that field. Like I, I don't have really a deep understanding. I mean, when I did the episode with you, you were able to give me even more knowledge than I even was aware of. But it's just a nice way to understand yourself, as you said, on a deeper level. And I think what the great thing about it is almost like um like the scientific kind of stuff as well as the spiritual stuff combined. So it makes a lot of sense for logical yeah. thinkers, which I think will yeah. help, you know, if people have not heard of it before. Um, but we'll definitely go into that in a moment. I'd first of all would okay. love for you to share a little bit about your story, because obviously you have a story as to why you got into the podcast, you know, why empath and narcissist all of these things so I'd love to know you know the woman behind all of this so if you could just you know share with us your your life's journey please oh yes I'd be happy to I won't go too far back but a bit of my childhood just to give you a premise like I've always been spiritual but I was raised in a very conservative Christian home which I think is lovely for so many people and I really respect everyone who does like I still adore and love Jesus just not in the sense of how I was taught as a child. I just have a little bit different perspective now as I've grown older. But I always, I was the chaplain. I was a worship leader. I went to a Christian school. Like it was very sheltered. And I think the one drawback to the sheltering is that it was also like they did not believe in the science of the world, they would call it, right? Like, so they didn't believe in evolution. And so when I met, and ironically, I met my first love in the church on the worship team and he started questioning things like he knew all about science and all this stuff astronomy talk about the stars and how vast the universe is and he just started questioning his own faith and then it kind of got me questioning it too because honestly I was really mad that I wasn't taught about evolution like and it all of a sudden it just made sense to me I was like yeah how could the earth be only 2,000 years old like this doesn't make any sense and what about the dinosaurs what about this and like my brain just went, oh my gosh, this makes logical sense. And then I was like, I've been lied to my whole life. And that kind of put me in this spiral of rebelling and leaving the church, being mad at my parents for sheltering me and all the things. So it shifted me from worshiping a savior in the church to worshiping a savior in my relationship with this guy. Like he was my new savior. I looked to him for everything for the truth. And that was a really slippery slope because he ended up being very unhealthy mentally. Um, he, he, I was uh, confirmed by my therapist after I left this 10-year-long relationship that he was emotionally abusing me. And um, there was also sexual abuse in that realm as well. In a consensual relationship, that can still happen. So I had all that to deal with. But as it, it took so many times for me to wake up to that this relationship is toxic. And it's kind of become my mission. And it was interesting, Sharice, between you being on my show and me coming here, I had an Akashic record reading. And she said, and, and I, I don't know how weird we can get, but like this word Lemurian came up as I was like entering into the Akashic records. And immediately she was like, the, you know, the guys are saying that, yeah, you have 52 lives as a Lemurian. You are an intense healer. Like that's just who you are naturally. And you're here to heal your husband, my current husband's now bloodline. And which is blew my mind away because that was the biggest thing only for my own personal, like 
wants and desires is when I got pregnant with my first and I discovered she was a girl, I was like, and I went back to church. I was like, okay, God, like I got a lot of work to do. Like if it's a girl, I'm devoted 110% to my spiritual journey and my healing. And then we found out it was a girl. I was like, yep. Okay. I knew it, but here we go. Let's deep dive into it. And it was really interesting to get that confirmation. Like I am here to actually be the cycle breaker, heal my children as I really thought that I should and heal that generation and all of that. So it's been a crazy journey and I felt called to write a book about it. It was very cathartic. So I wrote it out and I wrote out all the different exercises that I experienced that helped me release all of the anger, right? It's like when you leave a toxic relationship, it's like mourning a death of somebody. Like you get angry. Well, first you get sad. And then you get angry and it's like, how do you get out, out of that anger cycle? So I found all these different spiritual modalities that really helped me. And they weren't through the church, ironically. It's funny, my husband's like, what was that last trigger that, that made you leave finally? And I just realized that I kept putting people on a pedestal, even in the church and like going back, thinking that that was the next solution to my problem. But the solution was within me. And that's when I really embarked on that healing spiritual journey with like no constructs, no religion, no nobody, right? No one guru that's going to tell me what to do. The healing journey is within me. And so that was quite a powerful aha moment. I mean, wow, that's so beautiful how you articulated all of that. And just a bit of um, clarity for the listeners. When I was on Raven's show, I was speaking about um, doing the past life regression. So that's why when we spoke about the... um, um, I never say it right Akashic Akashic. there we go Akashic Mm -hmm. records that's what happens so when you go into your past life regression you go through the records of your life and your soul's journey so for those that aren't as we would that are listening I just wanted to clarify that there were so many incredible points to your story where I was like yes 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 all (laughs) all of those things I should have paused sorry (laughs) no 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 it was lovely to just you to be an absolute flow and I think what's really interesting is that my previous guest was speaking about how almost her way of navigating life was um control but in a way that she um that her guiding force was always to be successful and to get validation and isn't it funny how it presents itself the same sort of the same devil in all of our lives presents itself in so many different ways so for for this idea of like you know putting people on a pedestal how many of us have done that subconsciously and whether it's you know, a person, a goal, a thing that we're actively just striving for this thing or we make it such a big grand gestural thing, this either this person or this situation. And then maybe if we do get there or we've been with this person a while, we realise actually it wasn't what it was meant to be. It was always within us. And I think, you know, that's the beauty of alchemy, isn't it? It's all of that, that whole journey of anyone's read The Alchemist it's you know he comes back to himself and that's where the good stuff is and that's your story which is so incredible and even just your book and how human designs helped you I'm I'm so fascinated by you just full stop because I think when I um obviously came before I came onto your show and I was researching it like all uh, what you've done before I was like oh this is really interesting but actually your presence as a whole is is just really beautiful as I said at the beginning and I really hope that those listening really feel that because you know being a healer you feel it for just even through your voice, for your story, for your nature. And I hope that those actually watching it on the YouTube as well, they'll get that same feeling. So thank you so much for being here and sharing all of that because it's so, mm. 
beautiful and amazing I guess um Mm -hmm. obviously my podcast is called permission to shine so I would like to ask you where do you think the point was for you in your life where you really did give yourself that permission to to shine Mm. to be honest it it was only just recently even though I was healing all the layers of my childhood conditioning from all the lies that the narcissist fed me that kind of implanted into my subconscious. I mean, even just recently, I always feel like when I'm working with somebody, I always feel like I'm going to fail them because of just this constant pattern of like the shoe is always dropping or the person I've been interacting with is so um, not well volatile, but like irrational, right? The narcissist, people who are like just emotionally like inequipped like as far as emotional tool wise you just all of a sudden be like become habitual to oh my gosh like you you're really excited in the split second moment like I did something great and then you're like oh my god like I messed up maybe I made a mistake maybe they're gonna be mad at me and I realized that that was that was a conditioning from all of those different actual interactions with toxic people that the shoe just kept dropping I mean, even writing my book, I feel like I still didn't really have permission to shine. I wasn't sure if it was going to be successful starting my podcast. I started it completely different and really didn't know if it was going to shine. So hearing that my healing, it's almost like building trust little by little, hearing feedback from people who are finding my podcast now, as it's called Empath and the Narcissist, reaching out saying, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. It's really helping me through something. The other day, I had someone say, I was reading your book, a portion that was really helping me, giving me affirmations. And at that moment, the door knocked and I was served by my ex-narcissist. And I was like, oh my God. And she was so grateful she was in that moment in the book because she's like, otherwise I would have just spiraled. So it was like all of those little trust building affirmations of my healing is actually doing something. And it doesn't have to do anything. Like you said, just me being here is it. And finding my purpose in the human design chart, that's really when I think the the trigger to like tiptoeing through, like, can I shine? Am I willing to shine? Like, am I worthy to shine? Like that really started to come out when I discovered my human design chart, but not until I like was receiving the feedback, like, okay, what you're doing here is helpful. It's not about you, right? This journey isn't just about you. And it's not even about results or money. It's just like, am I making a difference in the world? So that's really it. Yeah, thank you so much. And that's so beautiful and really important because I think a lot of people listening could probably really relate to that. You know, like I think um, life and everything presents itself so differently to so many different people. And I think, you know, sometimes when people see a successful person, they just assume that, you know, they're this bold glittering light that's just shining out onto the world, but actually hearing that it's almost a gradient that's gotten brighter and brighter, the more that you've been able to trust yourself and the less you're sabotaging yourself with the thoughts that have been so ingrained to you. And that's the beauty of doing the work, you know, like both of what we do in our careers is, is that we are giving people that space to fully understand themselves and like become self-aware and understand the patterning and the triggers and all of these things and and again it's like you know what I always say it's like we're just clearing the pathway the more we understand what the blocks are the limitations are we take their power away 
and then we're able to give ourselves back the power that we've given out for so long you know especially when it's been to a narcissist or to a person or a certain situation that's been unfulfilling it's like you know it we allow ourselves to fully deeply receive but also give in that just natural and deep way you know it's it's really wonderful and it's so spot on because I feel like some a lot of the guests I've had on have probably had a pivot like pivot pivotal moment in their life where they've been like yep and then that way I just step forward but actually it's so important for everyone to know that everyone is so different and it doesn't take away from your beauty or your integrity or what you are here to do in this world because we are all so powerful and special as we are you know my my saying you are the only you there is and that's your superpower and that doesn't matter if you're whispering you're on your hands and knees you're crawling along you are still powerful and it's just so wonderful to hear your story and just how you've yeah transmuted your pain into power which is just yeah beautiful and the fact that you are still so gentle with it which I think is real real strength you know like and that's something that Mm -hmm. I never really understood before that how much power gentleness holds it's such a beautiful trait to have and I am I admire it because I feel like only now am I really stepping into my true divine femininity and allowing myself to be gentle and delicate and and it's something that I don't feel like is a natural thing for me or it presents itself very differently but I'm learning to love that part of me anyway you know however it comes out so yeah thank you for I remember relating to that with you when you were talking about that like I felt the same way as a child to survive I mean I was always like I need to be successful almost not even because I had to because my parents would only love me if I was successful. I just felt this immense personal pressure, mm. solely personal. You know, it's like, and I see it in my daughter. It's like, there's no pressure on the outside. It's just like this internal drive to be perfect. And I mean, how else do you do that in this society, but be overly masculine and push and drive and do and then sh- and shine and dominate, which is an interesting word because that is my incarnation cross theme in the human design chart. It's the incarnation cross of dominion, which gets very technical. I don't even go into incarnation crosses until like the third session with somebody, but that's it. That I had to balance my dominating kind of trait and character. And that's, so thank you for affirming that my work is working. I am gentle. (laughs) No, absolutely that. Um, So, I mean, really and truly, you've covered all of the things I wanted to ask you to begin with about your journey. I mean, the stories that and the, the things that you're still overcoming now, like I think that's such a really important part because the real importance about doing this podcast is showing just how, like we said, how powerful everyone is individually and how that although, you know, my guests may seem to have everything together, they're still human and we're still working through things. And I think, you know, the vulnerability yeah. of, you know, sharing that with with the world is, is just powerful because the more obviously we do that, the more we give permission to other people to do the same. So I guess now is a really great time for us to dive into human design. Um, and I guess, yeah, for, for you to kind of just share a little bit more about it. Um, I guess, I mean, you said you found it as you were coming into your healing space. So did you have someone that read your chart? How did how did that come into play? Yeah, it was so cool. Uh, we I was in like a coaching cohort of people who wanted to kind of create like a side hustle. But for me, it was really my main hustle because I had babies and I knew I wanted to be home for them. I didn't want a nanny to take care of them or them to be in full-time preschool. So I was like, I got to figure out a way how I didn't even have to, but like, it just, again, like that internal drive, like how can I make money and contribute to the household from home? 
And um, yeah, she said, I'm offering to read people their human design charts for free. It was something she was dabbling in. But right away when she hopped on the call, she was like, I'm not going to do this as my profession. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, thank you so much for the gift. She just had the gift and she wanted to share it. Yeah. And it was so affirming. Everything she said, I was like, yeah, you're right. That's me. Oh my gosh, that's me. And I hear it every single time I read someone else's chart too. They're like, oh my gosh, this is so creepy. You know, it's like when you read a really good horoscope, you're like, oh my God, that's totally me because it has all of that. So what it is, it's like an astrology chart where you give your birth information and your location, and then it pulls up like where the planets are. So it incorporates neutrinos, which is the fun part that I love, the, the science of how astrology also works because neutrinos are these tiny, like massless nuclear particles coming from a nuclear fusion out in space. And they travel through at the speed of light or maybe faster, I forget. And they go through, let's say they go through like Jupiter, right? Wherever the planets are in line at that moment. And then at the same time, they then travel to earth and then kind of like hit earth. So that's why we need the birth time as well as the location. It's like, where are these neutrinos hitting? And how does that all affect you? And then it incorporates astrology, uh, I Ching and the Kabbalah and the chakra system. So it's really, you know, the, the shapes on the chart are correlated to the chakra system. The I Ching, again, just correlates to the energy themes. Um, and on your chart, you have all these numbers running on either side. And you're like, what is happening? What are these? That's the astrology part. You're like each planet lines up with a particular gate in your center. And it's just telling you like who you are. What are your main personality traits and characteristics? You know, what are you here to do? Where are your vulnerabilities? Where should you be more mindful about putting up boundaries? Um, yeah, it's just a really cool roadmap of your energy. Amazing. And actually, you know, what you're saying about, um, well, the first time I looked at it, I was like, what is this? Like, it's just a random map with all these shapes on. It looks like on. an alien chart, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does look like some sort of alien thing. I was just wondering, did, did you want to share your screen to perhaps show anyone that was watching on um, YouTube? Because I just feel like it might be really interesting, especially if people are watching on Spotify, listening on Spotify and thinking, actually, I'd like to see that. It might be worth, um, you can jump onto YouTube and then see the actual chart because it'll make so much sense because otherwise you're going to be thinking, what are you talking about? But I will put, obviously, your links to everything in the um, show notes regardless so people can see it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, you see it? All, all of those side panels, I have no idea what that is. Right, exactly. I mean, um, as in, you don't have to worry about much, but all you can know is that the red is your subconscious. So that wow. actually is when the neutrinos hit three months before you're born. That's why, I like, human design, it's just, like, more detailed about wow. your subconscious. Versus astrology just, just takes the day you're born, which is the black side, the day you're born. And oh, I dove wow. deep into astrology as I was learning human design. It's funny. I was like, I don't know if I like human design. So then I went totally deep into astrology. And then now that I'm like embracing the human design, it's almost like that, that aha moment. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I can see all the astrology and the human design incorporated all together. So that yeah. is, so, it is just so incredible. I mean, I guess, I guess all I knew was that I was a manifesting generator. And I think that's, that's really all I knew. And then it was a five one. Is that right? Is that my thing? Let's go to yours just right here. Yep. yep. Five one. So yep. what does that mean? Um, 
<laughs> that exactly. That means that you are, they call it a martyr investigator. Right? I'm trying to think if it's, I always get the five and the three. No, it's heretic. Five, a heretic and the investigator. And I, um, I don't think I put that in your email. Yeah. So what you are is you are just like, you encompass life. Like you feel like when you go out in nature, like you feel nature, like you embody life and you embody nature, you're dancing, you embody the dancing. That's just the beauty of your perspective on life. And then the one line is you also have a combination of being an investigator. So when you're interested in something, or even if it's just a glimmer of curiosity, you're like, well, let's just dive deeper in that. Let's Google that. Let's look that up. Let's watch as many documentaries as I can about that topic. And that's, yeah, that's your nature. And I love how you're smiling. You <laughs> yeah, that. Like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> smart on. <laughs> yeah, so it just gives you a beautiful, like, overall profile of your personality. Yeah, I think it's so incredible. And I guess for a lot of people, this is something so different to what they've known. But I guess you know, the beauty of all of these practices and understanding, again, is to gain that self-awareness because when you know, yeah. you know, the way that you act or the way you react to certain situations is actually something that's been ingrained in your soul before you were even here. That is just a really wonderful thing, isn't it? To be able to know and understand. And I think, um, I don't think we get those opportunities to really know that, you know, in like the the kind of mundane mm. life pattern of just doing a nine to five, doing work and going home. You don't ever get to really understand that you know maybe you were meant for more or your soul was destined for this pathway and you think that it's luck or chance that you've ended up falling into this path yeah. but actually you were always supposed to be this so I think it's really um yeah just completely interesting in my mind like even for me now obviously being curious as you said I just want to know everything <laughs> I just could I could just be here all yeah. day and look at all the numbers and be like wow so what does that mean I think the first time I yeah you'll ask myself, me about every single aspect if we could right you'd be like you'll oh, be an expert at the end of the day if you could yeah, yeah. absolutely and that's me and, and my sister was last because she's like why are you so good at everything it's because I can't just be average at it I, I have to know how it works why does it do that I have yeah. to know all the details and I think that, that's it isn't it it's almost <laughs> that deep dive well, that's what I wanted to touch on is when you interact with other people and they're unaware, right? And this is the thing that if we can expand the awareness that we're all unique and different, even without knowing our human design charts, then there's, there's less judgment, right? There's mm. less feeling like, oh, well, I should shrink because they think I'm weird because I'm dancing like a flower. You know, it's like, mm. that's the five. You're embodying the beauty of life. Whereas someone who isn't a five, they're like, you look really weird. I have no idea what you're doing. Like I can't relate. And so then the judgment comes out and then the five shrinks and then you, mm. you reduce yourself. And that's really not what we want to do to each other. We want to be like a puzzle piece to complete the puzzle and, you know, yeah. allow our strengths and uniquenesses to shine. And that's so spot on because I think that was really my, my growing up, you know, like I was like doing all these things and then I, I made myself small to fit in. And actually, as I've gotten older, the more sort of audacious I've got and then bold I've gotten because I just don't care anymore you know but I think that all comes with you know that inner knowing and that building my confidence and like, authentic confidence as well you know not the toxic masculine yeah. version that I was portraying to the world before like this is that real deep like I'm just enough as I am and you know so much yeah. more than enough and I think that's really why you know having the permission to shine and that saying in itself is so powerful and important to me because I feel like 
for so long I, I didn't allow myself to shine because I didn't want to be that person that took up all the space and was in the spotlight because it, it threatened other people now I'm like if my light blinds you honey put your sunglasses on because I'm not dimming down <laughs> do you know what I mean that's it that's it and it only comes through that work and self-awareness yeah. And your sister said you're good at everything. It's also because you're a man gen, manifesting generator. You're the expert multitasker. So you can, with your one line, you can investigate multiple things at one time. You can just like dive deep, absorb everything really quickly. You're a very speedy learner. And yeah, then you've mastered it. And so you appear like, yeah, you, you are the master of all trades as the manifesting generator. That was actually really nice to hear as well, because I feel like I've always had lots of plates spinning, you know, like as a, yeah, as people, a yeah, that's very uh, frowned upon in society, right? Yeah, like yeah. especially, you know, doing the dance and the dance teaching. And as I started to step into the mentoring field and then obviously doing the circus work as well at one time, you know, there was lots of things I was juggling in, in, in at one go. And now I'm trying to really... Mm. I guess I'm always doing that without realizing, you know, I could read three books at one time and people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I could read three books at one time, listen to podcasts and, and choreograph different to different tracks. Like it's just how my, my brain and my body functions, but clearly it makes so much sense now, which is great to know. Yeah. And the other thing about your multitasking is just solely, yes, you can do that because you're a manifesting generator, but your split definition it's called here is your split interest. Like your mind and body are torn. You're like, oh, but I can do dance. Oh, but I can do podcasting. Oh, but I can be coach. And yes, you can be all those things and beautifully shine because you have this channel here connecting and then you have this channel here connecting and that creates a split definition. So you have a really strong personality trait between your emotional center and your root center, like the, the root of your adrenals and like mm -hmm. what kind of motions you to actually go and do something and then this channel here is a really strong personality trait between uh your doing and like the the sacral is the sexual organs the doing and it channels up into okay let's do this and like you're speaking it out you're like yep we got this so that I feel like that's like your coaching channel up there and then your dancing channels down here that's so, like, so interesting definition. And I guess, would you say that it's kind of connected to like, um, I don't know, intuition maybe, or like, you know, like, like manifesting, like you speak things into existence. Is that, is that kind of connected there? Um, yeah, you could actually use your voice. Yes, because yes, because the manifesting generator has a bit of the manifester. There's another type called manifester yeah. energy. I'll just list the different types. We have generator, manifesting generator. So that's 37% of the population are generators. Manifesting generators, 33%. Then we have projectors, which are 20%. Manifestors, which are about 9%. And then reflectors, which are about 1% of the population. So the manifester is a little bit more rare. And so that's why a lot of times it's mixed in with the, gen the, the generator. And it gives you this power to inform. And if you inform before you start diving into your whatever you're wanting to do, then you'll hit less roadblocks. You will flow more with ease. So your strategy as a manifesting generator is a little bit more complex because you have two. You first you inform and then you wait to respond. 
So you kind of get a little bit of an extra boost where us generators just have to wait to respond <laughs> to different things and opportunities and so forth. But so you said you're a generator. I'm a generator. Okay, yes. interesting. Yes. So, so I just get to do what I love and then wait. I mean, you can also do the same, but you have that extra like, ooh, I can manifest this by saying, hey, I'm thinking about launching a workshop or whatever. And then just like do what you do, love it, wait to respond. And then people will kind of pop in and respond to you. Wow, that is literally like spot on to like <laughs> everything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes everything now is clear. Um. What was I say? So I mean, we spoke about like the good traits, but I, I guess it's really good, good to hear what, what are the bad traits or the traits that obviously would have maybe been an issue or might still be an issue for me. Because I think I'm sure people are like, yeah, let me know what the bad stuff is. <laughs> we all have a shadow side to us, right? There's light and dark, good and bad, and there's gray areas all in the middle. And what I like to look at in a chart is the white centers, which are called open centers which I like to make an analogy of, it's kind of like having your back door or your window open in your house with no screen, if you're unaware and you're what? operating in kind of like a <clears throat> the ego mindset or that mm -hmm. shadow side. So for your open head center, you every every white center amplifies. So we have to think about energy first as like, let's say music. The radio station is the defined centers pumping out consistent music and the radio receiver in your house is the white centers kind of like receiving that music. Um, so you're always amplifying loads of different various inspirations, ideas, and then that pushes down also to your open Ajna center, which is all about conceptualizing. And so you have a huge variety of solutions and ways and so when you are with an unaware defined ajna let's say and they're like well there's only one way to do it right and you're like well hang on a bit that's not quite right like there's probably 10 different ways we could find a solution to this problem or to create this inspiration and they're like nope my way the highway and you're like well see ya because <laughs> That's not going to work for me. And you're like, there's way too many options. Or you try and fix and force the person who's stuck in the one idea to see all your ideas. Like depending on how your relationship is either avoidant or anxious, you're going to either fix or you're just going to walk away. And yeah, so you can see how that can become like a toxic interaction, more of the shadow side of the open head and Ajna center operating there. Yeah, I definitely felt personally attacked then. I was like, yeah, I, I'm a fixer. I'm a fixer and I've actually really worked on that as well so like what you're saying there I think I've I think I actually spoke to you about this on your podcast I feel like now I've kind of tried to master the art of saying do you need my advice or do you just want me to listen and I think that's kind of really been like a saving grace for me because I feel like a lot of friendships I was having especially when I was doing my master's and diving into like the understanding of how I was going to be a mentor and a coach you know like when that all started to bubble up and come to the surface I was given unsolicited advice and um I say that I say that with kindness though to myself because what I was saying yeah, like was actually had good intentions yeah and, and it was yeah. the right thing that they needed to hear they just didn't want to mm. hear it you know so I think now I'm in that space of like um do you do you want to know do, would you like my opinion and actually I find now that people come to me and they say that oh do you want if I just vent for a second I'm like yeah yeah cool or they might say I really need your opinion on this 
and that's really nice because again I've set that boundary and I think that was something that I struggled with you know growing up you know especially you know all of that over opinionated and like set in my way thought I was always right you know so I was like I was like trying to hide myself on the on the on the video I was like no that that was me (laughs) I feel seen (laughs) well and you have a defined throat so there's a lot of power in your voice and Mm. you have the energy connected to your throat so you're like yeah let's do it like there's here's the solution let's let's do it let's fix I think we all are fixers and there's so many different variations in our centers that can create that Mm. Um, I have defined head and center and I was a fixer because my solar plexus is open. And so I amplify the feelings of others and I feel like their sadness or their worry or their anxiety or whatever. And it's like, I don't want that feeling. So let's fix it. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. the shallow part. And that's that. so empath, isn't it? You know, like that, that's yeah. like such a deep empath. The fact that you feel it so deeply, like one of my best friends, she's exactly that like she can walk into a room and sense all of the energy and it becomes overwhelming for her so she's Mm. always like protecting protecting her energy all the time and now that might seem very woo-woo to someone that's not familiar with those concepts or you might feel really seen in that statement and be like do you know what I've never realized why I feel like that but that is why it's because you know we're all receptive aren't we in our own ways to different things well and the, the chart shows you that's what's so incredible it's like oh my gosh like I never knew why like, let's say you do go in a big crowd and you feel really overwhelmed with like, you have so many, like you can hear thoughts. Like there is telepathy also with the head. So you may actually like start thinking thoughts that you never thought before. Mm. It's like you're channeling the thoughts of others in the room. And if you get too many people or like you're in a crowded loud restaurant or whatever, you go home and you're like, I got a veg on Netflix for like four days. Like that was horrible and exhausting. And it's just because you haven't screened and shielded up your open centers, mm. which is your empath aura. And then you can get really specific about your centers. Yeah, which is so interesting because I feel like, I mean, this might make sense to you as well in this space, but I felt like I was really closed. My chakras and everything, my energy was closed for, a, for a, a, you know, my whole survival period. So that was what, 29 years um and then it's only been yeah. since I really dived into spirituality that I've been more openly making an effort to open up my chakras and my energy so I can flow through because I think w- one of the things that I'd found out when I was going through my healing journey was that because I'd armored up so much I wasn't allowing anything in or out so I was just like you know becoming overwhelmed and it was like suffocating me my own sort of limitations you know like I was creating that barrier for myself so I feel like it's almost a flip of that you know in in a sense it's like almost the opposite yeah. I had to do but I do protect my energy always you know now going into spaces because I do feel so much more open and more empathy and and um sympathy I think for a lot of people like I just I feel like that was something I really struggled with was that um oh well you haven't been through that so rah, rah, rah. and again that was like a real ego thing you know that I was saying there but we only experience life based on our own understanding don't we so you know because I was in that toxic masculine wounded space that was what I was projecting out that was what I was getting back so it's just really interesting to like have that tie with all of that those things it's really really interesting I'm yeah, just, and go ahead ask your question and I was going to say I'm just curious how does the, the star signs play a part in this because obviously there's different numbers on the same part so I was just looking at that thinking why is that so different I don't even they they usually line up and you, we always look at this top right and is this is also where we get your incarnation cross but as if you pull up your astrology chart you would go with the black 
colors here. Um, and more like 99% of the time they line up. So wow. they're the gates, these numbers also correlate to a Zodiac sign. And like I said, 99% of the time they're accurate. So, um, you're, I don't have my book in front of me to know exactly which actually I do have a chart I could pull up, but, um, 29 is correlated to a Zodiac sign. This is the sun sign and more than likely it'll line up with your, is it Taurus? You said you were Leo. Leo. Yeah. That'd be interesting to look, but typically they do line up and um, yeah, it just gives you more information to learn more about, okay, my sun signs in Leo. Mm. And what, what's, what's that, that star? What's the star one? Mm. This star? Yeah. It's funny. My cursor is landing right on that. Yeah. I don't know. That's some, see, you're an investigator. You're like finding all the details. <laughs> I got to go research. Like, I don't know. I have to research that one. Because yeah, you know, I have to research the star. In astrology, they say the 29th degree is based on the previous life. So it's like the, it's not your life in this lifetime. It's like based on your soul's life before. But I don't know, obviously, this is the same degrees because you've got, you got up to 60 on here. So yeah, I just, I was Yeah, the gates, these aren't, yeah, these aren't degrees, right? Because no. <clears throat> it goes 61, right? There's no 61 degrees in the astrology yeah. chart. These are, I don't know why and how they've numbered them, but yeah, they just kind of go up because that's how many gates there are in the whole entire chart. Ah, I see. So yeah, these aren't degrees. These are just gate numbers. So um, I don't know why I don't have my book right next to me. No, 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 you're fine. But I think for anyone that's listening, that's thinking, what are you going on about? Basically the middle yeah. image is like, here. yeah, it's, it's your chakras. In, in So think about it like your chakras opens like all, all the way down in different shapes of the chakras. There's little yeah. numbers on each part that connect to different parts of your body um in the chakras and then those numbers are also down the side so it's like there is like how many numbers on here would you say in the whole chart yeah I think there's 64 right, if I remember so the, correctly yeah, yeah so 64. there's like 64 different combinations of numbers that all have an intricate meaning so that's why uh, human design yeah. is so accurate because it's obviously based on like numerical connections that make sense like the science and all of these things so that's why it's a little bit more um deeper than probably what you'd find with astrology or um I guess any other type of thing and you know like kind of like the I don't know if you know the Maya Briggs it's like kind of a similar thing you do the personality test but yeah it changes whereas obviously this is just your your human makeup right your human design it's how you are exactly to a T so, I mean, people that get a chart read, you might be triggered because it's going to show <laughs> yeah. everything, all of the things. Yeah, usually when I do the chart reading, I, I talk about all of the superpowers that they have, right? This is where you shine, which then automatically just erases all of the conditioning and like the lies that they've been told. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, in the podcast Tuesdays, I've been going into more of like, where are you vulnerable in each center? So we we're, we just touched on the identity center, which yours is open. So you may have felt at one point in your life unlovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel, you experience life in a variety of ways. Like you experience yourself, like your identity differently, depending on which crowd you're with. Mm-hmm. And your friend base is could be highly ranged like just you just this is where you get your extra empathy superpower and especially this is really great for a coach because you don't have to ask them any questions you can just sit in their presence and you can feel how they feel about themselves you're like right I got it I know Mm -hmm. how to guide this person 
It was so right. I even said that to my sister today. I, we were just out and I just looked at this couple and I went, I know exactly what they're both thinking. And I, I just knew that just from being in their presence. And I was like, it really is a gift. And you know what else as well that I've noticed I can do is I can um, diagnose what a situation is, you know, like when it's mental health related. So, you know, if someone's saying, oh, I've just been doing this thing. And I'm like, instead of asking questions, I'll be straight away. I'll know, I'll say it's that, that this is why you're feeling that way. And they're like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought about it. Like, you're so right, you know? <laughs> and this is, I guess, the beauty of going into this space mm. because I feel like I'm constantly being rewarded by the universe with signs like that to show that this is the right space I should be in, which is, you know, it's a completely cycle of reward because it's like, not only am I able to help someone else, it's also showing me that, yeah, this is exactly what I should be doing. So, yeah. It's really your lovely. superpower. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> which is so crazy to me because all these years I think – again I was living through my egos then to be rewarded through just being who I am that's the greatest gift of of all of these things and I'm sure that you're finding that for yourself too aren't you you know that all these things that you can do like to look at this chart and like be I'm completely mind blown and you know what all of this means that for me that's like wow that's incredible you know (laughs) yeah just shows the power of our individuality and and all of these things So I guess for you, when you came about your um, chart and you got your chart ready for the first time, was that at a point where you'd already left or were you about to leave? Oh, oh, I had already left and I had already remarried and had kids. So that was after my like spiritual, okay, aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I, um, yeah, I was in the process of writing my book, I think in the first or second version. Um, yeah, cause the third version is what I published and it had the human design in the end of it. Yeah. So I had experienced, like I had un- released a lot of things through meditation and EFT tapping. And I think also, yes, I had a past life regression meditation already at that point. I had connected with my healed ancestors. Like these are my favorite ways to heal and cycle break. Yeah. And then I found human design and she introduced me to that. So it was just like the icing on the cake. It was like the final chapter. Of course, there's never a final chapter, but it just felt like the, um, the angel singing kind of moment in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing I think about healing it's like it's almost like it becomes addictive doesn't it because it's like what how can I keep going further how can I make this like that little bit of feeling that you get from the satisfaction of like feeling lighter and then you keep going into these fields of you know more and it there is so much available you know like for some people they might have even heard of some of the things that you've mentioned there but it is such an endless field (laughs) and ocean of these beautiful ways that you can take and I think um I just really recommend that. And I think that's something for all of the guests that I have on, there has been some form of that in some way that's led them to the the version of themselves now, which is so powerful and important for me to be able to showcase because, I mean, you can absolutely get to where you want to be on your own without, you know, having maybe a therapist or something like that. You know, I was one of those people. I didn't actually have a therapist, but I was doing those practices, the breath work, the meditation, the journaling, the the breath yeah all of these things that connected yoga movement you know and it's like that just that knowing that inner knowing that this shouldn't feel like this I don't want to feel like this anymore like how can I do more and get out of this and the reward is obviously the peace and the tranquility that you feel and the ease and I'm guessing now that you're 
in this space where obviously you're healing you're continuing to heal and, and I'm just understand that um like you said it all comes from you so you're not putting anyone else on a pedestal or not um I guess for me it was like going putting like certain things on on a pedestal for validation you know like yeah. being a successful dancer or you know being successful in that and and I guess to an extent we all want to be seen and heard for like our true whatever our heart connects to don't we that's like our thing as human beings so I guess if you can find that through doing going inwards first I think that really binds that authentic intrinsic version of that rather than searching outwardly because I think when the people I've met in my lifetime you know like even my mum's friends and people my mum's age and even older like my stepman's age and all of these it's like people will waste their whole lifetime looking outwardly for the answers and they've always been there haven't they always always always, always. And it's being brave enough to listen to that inner voice because I think we, we get so busy existing that we forget to actually really live and I think um yeah it's just really wonderful to hear and I, it's funny isn't it how certain moments in our lives make us look at that point you know for you getting to that point in your relationship and just realizing that this is not how it should be anymore like I don't want to feel like this um yeah thank you Saturn return I mean I appreciate mother Saturn so much yeah. for that like shaking of like what are you doing here yeah isn't it that gosh I feel you on that I had the same same <laughs> Saturn return was like very uh yeah shook the ground from underneath me for sure it, it's just crazy isn't it and I think when you're aware of all yeah. of these things that are at play that you know in astrology and like spirituality and all of these things that are outside of our 3d world it just gives us so much more clarity and understanding that um we are so much more than just a fleshy body aren't we you know and I think that sometimes for people that are feeling stuck right now it's just understanding that you are just so much more than what you think you are and if you gave yourself the permission to be bigger and have more energy and take up more space you would find that like things start to radiate and gravitate towards you because when you're being that truest version of yourself that's where all the beautiful space is isn't it to like really thrive I think yeah yeah and if you evaluate why do I feel stuck and what emotions am I feeling right now? Mm. More than likely, there's fear, anxiety, some type of sadness or remorse. And so, yeah. of course, those are those lower vibration emotions that keep us in the quicksand. Mm. And we have to stretch our emotional muscle out to what if? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Right? What's the worst that can happen? And I know for you as an investigator, like, well, I try. That means I learned something versus failed, right? If you fail, that's like you embrace those because you're learning something every step of the way. So we can, that was the biggest thing is if we can be more curious about ourselves, our lives, what if, you know, what if I did this? What's the worst that can happen? Just be curious and find your strategy in your human design chart to align. And then you will find that you can step out of that stuckness. A hundred percent that. And like, you know, like for me, self-awareness, like you just said, it has been the, the single-handedly the most incredible thing I could probably have ever encountered. And it's what I just really call everyone to do is just to ask those few little questions every day. Like, how am I feeling? Do I really want this? Am I doing this because it's what I want or am I pleasing other people? It's like just checking in with yourself first, always, you know. And you know, when I say about self-love, it is 
it's so much more than that it's that self-acceptance it's it's that self inner knowing it's allowing yourself and your intuition to lead it's so all connected to this and it's so yeah beautiful and, and wonderful and I think um yeah just your journey and how you've got there and how human design has helped you and obviously I'll put the link in there for your readings and everything as well because I'm sure there'll be lots yeah, of people that's I'm interested. happy to read if anyone doesn't know their chart at all I'm happy to send you a summary reading it'll be so much information be like okay that that's enough and then yeah and that's for all sure. for free I'm happy to pull that for you yeah amazing I think that'd be really um insightful to a lot of people and they'll be like wow I didn't even know that about myself which again it gives you just yeah. a bit more of a that acceleration you know to move forward out of that stagnant energy but I guess um I like to kind of give a couple of top tips you know like what so maybe for people that are um maybe in a situation when they're still in a narcissistic relationship or they're just coming into the healing journey what would be your kind of top tips that you would share oh well to jar my brain I think I would go back to that same top tip is to be curious about life I mean maybe maybe I'm the only one but I feel like we relate so if we both related to being a perfectionist I'm sure there's more out there that are being a that feel that perfectionism just be curious about life. It's okay. Like, just try it. What's the worst that can happen? And that will then help you. There's this one quick story I'll share. I know that we're just about to end, but it's of um, this woman who wanted to cross a creek and it was too big, too deep, and she just couldn't easily cross it. There was no bridge and she was stressing and pacing, right? This is how we feel when we're stuck. And then she just stopped and she took a deep breath and she was like all right I'll just stand here like I just give up and she looked down and all of a sudden there was a stone right there that she could step on and then she's like okay well I'll try this one stone and then she continued to breathe and relax and then another stone appeared and then another stone so it's like the more we can surrender here's my second tip the more you can surrender to the process that next stepping stone the universe will bring to you and you'll be able to step on that you don't have to worry about the bridge or the whole thing just one step at a time a hundred percent and you know what I'd say surrender and patience are still my biggest things that I have to just do because I yes. want it all yesterday I yes, want, I want it. yes of course <laughs> that's it so it's something I'm still learning and uh, I, I can I can be open and, and say to me myself like deep and be more patient you know you're not being patient everyone's on different timelines it's just it's it's all of those beautiful things so thank you so much and I guess my final thing I like to say is um kind of like a soul to soul message so like is there anything intuitively you feel like called to say at this time like a message for the audience maybe for your younger self that's just something that you feel is a soul-led space message you are more amazing and unique and powerful than you think you are and you think everyone's telling you you are you have this divine light within you that's waiting to shine out and you are amazing like do i don't know how to else to say like stop believing the society and your self-bullying and the lies that are holding you down like you can like put your fist up and shine out as bright as you want when you're ready and you have the power within you to do that. 
A hundred percent that. If I could underline it, emoji it, circle it, that would be my my physical statement to that statement. A hundred percent. No, thank you so much, Raven. Like so much beautiful insight there in, in your messaging and everything you are. Where can people find you? And obviously I'll pop all your links and everything below and, and any projects or anything you've got coming up. Yeah, it's really simple. I have everything on my homepage. You can find me on Instagram. You can sign up for the free human design there. You can listen to my podcast all at ravenscott.show. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and energy today. I hope that, I mean, I know the listeners would have found it really insightful because um, I did. So (laughs) thank you so much. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Sharice Bizram, Inner Power Activation Leader for Women. If you are ready to up-level, to elevate, to ignite your inner flame, to burn everything you once were, to trailblaze into your future, into all of your manifestations and more, then head to my website to book a free 30-minute alignment call. I have one-to-one containers available for 90 days and 180 days. I also have an online program for six weeks. It's a group program for women called Permission to Shine. That's also available as a self-study as well. I have a journal available on Etsy as well as worksheets. There's multiple ways to work with me and I'm here to help you. You deserve to shine to be the most amazing, most confident, fearless version of yourself. What are you waiting for?